everybody, and welcome back to the Call for Freedom podcast on this Monday morning. And we're starting our week off with Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 10. And we left off with Samuel and Saul walking together, probably some private way over the fields down from Ramah in the paths of the vineyards and Saul expecting to hear from Samuel the word of God. Now here we have the anointing of Saul and the sign Samuel gave him, the instructions and the accomplishment of those signs to the satisfaction of Saul. We have his return to his father's house, his public election by Lot and Solomon Uh, or the solemn inauguration, his return to his own city. It is a great work that is here and what's going on, the setting up not only of a monarch, but a monarchy itself in Israel. And therefore, in all the advances towards it, much of God is seen in this chapter. Um, this chapter is going to expose a little bit about Saul. Let's get right into this. Verse 1. Oh, and one second here. Sorry, I'm a little jumbled around this morning. Um, so, verse 9 and 10 is going to be our commentary. Uh, so that's our highlighted verse of the day. Let's get right in. Verse 1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Has not the Lord anointed you to be prince over his people Israel? And you shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies. And this shall be the sign to you that the Lord has anointed you to be prince over his heritage. When you depart from me today, you will meet two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin and Zelzah. And they will say to you, the donkeys that you went to seek are found. And now your father has ceased to care about the donkeys and is anxious about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? You shall go on from their father and come to the oak of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall accept from their hand. After that, you shall come to Gibeath Elohim, where there is a garrison of the Philistines. And there, as soon as you come to the city, you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with harp, tambourine, flute, and a lyre before them prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and be 
turned into another man. Now when these signs meet you, do what your hands find to do, for God is with you. Then go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I am coming down to you to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait until I come to you and show you what you shall do. Verse 9. When he turned his back to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart. All these signs came to pass that day. When they came to Gibeah, behold, a group of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God rushed upon him, and he prophesied among them. And when all who knew him previously saw how he prophesied with the prophets, the people said to one another, What has come over the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? And a man of the place answered, And who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? When he had finished prophesying, he came to the high place. Saul's uncle said to him and to his servant, Where did you go? And he said, To seek the donkeys. And when we saw they were not to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Please tell me what Samuel said to you. And Saul said to his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys have been found. But about the matter of the kingdom of which Samuel had spoken, he did not tell him anything. Now Saul called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah. And he said to the people of Israel, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt, and I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians, and from the hand of all the kingdoms that were oppressing you. But today you have rejected your God, who saves you from all your calamities and your distresses. And you have said to him, Set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. Then Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, and the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. He brought the tribe of Benjamin near by its clans, and the clan of the Matrites was taken by Lot. And Saul, son of Kish, was taken by Lot. But when they sought him, he could not be found. So they inquired again of the Lord, Is there a man still to come? And the Lord said, Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. And they ran and took him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? There is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted, Long live the king. Then Samuel told the people of people the rights and duties of the kingship, and he wrote them in a book and laid it up before the Lord. Then Samuel sent all the people away, each one to his home. Saul also went to his home at Gibeah, and with him went men of valor whose hearts God had touched. But some worthless fellow said, How can this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no present. 
but he held his peace. Let's go back to verse 9 and 10 where it says, So it was, when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, that God gave him another heart, and all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. Saul was not given to Israel because God wanted him to fail. Nor did God pick the worst possible specimen of humanity to give the nation as their king. He picked a physically superior man whose appearance and stature seemed to perfectly suit the task he faced. Saul had all the requirements the people thought important in a king. This verse also says that God changed Saul's heart. So obviously God wasn't trying to sabotage the reign of this man. In fact, God prepared Saul for kingship by having the Holy Spirit come over him. Even though God knew Saul's kingdom would fail, the failure would not be due to any lack of God's part of giving Saul everything he needed to succeed. Here, young Saul was given, or he was even given the gift of prophecy as a confirmation of the Holy Spirit's power on his life. Saul experienced a change, but then, over the next few years, he allowed human pride and sin to take over and choke out the life that God had given him. The truth is none of us can succeed without Jesus Christ, giving us a changed heart, a changed life. Here is a recall notice that sums up the issue well. The Creator is recalling all units manufactured, regardless of make or year, due to a serious defect in the primary key component, the heart. This defect is most commonly known as sin. Symptoms reported include loss of direction, a lack of peace and joy, increasing selfishness, fearfulness, idol worship, and rebellion. The original equipment manufacturer who is not at fault for this defect is providing factory authorized replacement services free of charge to correct the malfunction. Jesus has already taken the entire burden of the staggering cost of these repairs on himself, so no additional fee will be required or accepted. Surrender of defective heart will activate complete replacement protocol with guaranteed results. Please surrender immediately. Lord, we choose to humble ourselves before you this day. Please work through us, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen.